Wholesaling Hero, hosted by real estate veteran Tom Didion. Each week, we break down today's ultra-hot home seller's market and give you the tips, tricks, and guidance to navigate the selling process and get the most out of selling your home. Proudly presented by the Tom Didion team. Let's jump in. Greetings and moyen, everybody. Thanks for coming back to the Home Selling Hero podcast once more. I am your host, as always, Tom Didier, and my guest today is Rob Johnson, who is with the YMCA. And listeners might be thinking, why is a guy from the YMCA on a real estate podcast? I think the YMCA has a lot to do with real estate and the way it impacts communities. Um, and I think the way people pick communities, a lot of times it's on things like access to transportation, schools, crime rate, parks, things like that. But in my experience, I have had people say, do you have a YMCA? So I thought, what better way to talk about the why that bring Rob in? So Rob, take uh, take a couple minutes to introduce yourself to my listeners. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. Um, my name is Rob Johnson, CEO of the Kettle Moraine YMCA. Uh, very proud that our organization was founded um, over 50 years ago, but more importantly, the reason that Tom and I connected is that back in 2014, the Kettle Moraine YMCA became owners of the Fife Family Ozaki YMCA on Northwoods Road, and we have had a tremendous run. Obviously, COVID was a couple-year hiccup for everybody, but uh, a little bit of a hiccup, but we've rebounded really nicely, and uh, we're doing some great things throughout the entire county in Ozaki County, and we want to make sure that we're telling everyone about about those opportunities because I agree Tom it totally plays into the real estate market from my own personal perspective and also from the people that we serve and and most importantly for all the people that are going to work we provide child care it really provides opportunities for people to go back to work or to continue working especially throughout the pandemic and and obviously continuing on now with a uh, hybrid virtual and even uh, in place uh, opportunities for them at their workplace. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what the YMCA is. It's my opinion that everybody has heard of the YMCA. They all know what it is. Again, it's my opinion that a lot of people think that the YMCA is just a gym and swim, just like any other private you know, gym, and kind of go into what the mission of the Y is and what makes it a nonprofit. The YMCA is really more than the gym and swim. Obviously, we have a facility on Northwoods Road that a lot of people are familiar with, but it's really the programs that happen out in the community. Um, you know, everything from chronic disease. Uh, one of our new initial initiatives this year is mental health. Um, obviously, the school age, the early childhood education, the swim lessons, the youth sports. It's just the whole gamut of things that we offer. And it's not just inside the facility. A lot of these programs are delivered in the communities that we serve. Yeah. Yeah. And that was part of my awakening of the YMCA. And I'm glad you brought the date because I'm terrible with dates. I would have had no idea that it was 2014 was when um, our facility became affiliated with your facility. Um, so prior to that, I was just a member, you know, playing open hoops, occasionally working out, thinking it was just a gym. Then you start seeing all the stories of impact of people, how families are impacted by the Y, and it provides them a, a place to come. And the funniest impact story I always tell is just this mom in the hot tub every day that would come and she'd have 30 minutes to herself while her four kids were enrolled in whatever they were enrolled in. And it was super, you know, she'd be there religiously. She actually didn't talk to anybody, <laughs> but it was just her, her time to unwind. And it was really impactful to see that something as simple as that, you know, um, played a huge 
role in somebody's daily life. So that was that was t- super awakening to me. So let's start with a couple of your why. St- I'm, I'm guessing as the CEO of the Y, you've got a hundred why stories, but give our listeners one or two impact stories um, to consider. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a story specifically from the Fife family YMCA. So one of the things that we're really proud of is our chronic disease work. And when I say chronic disease, that covers a, a large variety of things that affect people um, from either that something that's prevention, something that is tertiary, and something that people are living with. And we have so many stories of diabetes prevention programming that we offer and also our Live Strong, which is our cancer survivor program. So um, our cancer survivor program has been in our longest lasting chronic disease program. And the great thing about this is it was formed by Lance Armstrong. Obviously you've heard of him over the years. And uh, the great thing is this is a program we offer free to the community. So it is for anyone who is currently in some form of cancer treatment or they have already been in remission from some type of cancer treatment. Um, And we have people that support others who are in cancer remission or in treatment so if you know someone um, that is going through it and they just need a support person typically these classes are like 1 to 12 meaning we have one instructor to about 12 participants and we talk about everything from nutrition to exercise to really the whole person and I think that's what you kind of hit on with your example about the mom in the whirlpool really is sometimes people just need their own time alone right yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've we're only a few minutes in, and you've hit on some things that I think people don't think about. They don't think about um, helping people through cancer, chronic disease, childcare, um, uh, diabetes prevention, all those things. I know that the Y has a lot of. Um, I, I believe the YMCA offers um, resources for people with mental health as well. Correct? I think I've seen that. That's a kind of a given. Yeah. COVID, I think COVID really kind of brought that to the forefront. Um, but talk about what kind of programs or resources you guys offer for mental health. Yeah, so I think you know who Cheyenne Gilbert is. She's Mm -hmm. our mental health manager, and she's phenomenal. Um, What we do is we make sure that um, throughout COVID, we worked with all of the school districts in Ozaki County, and many of them either had, I I believe it was Port Washington, who had like an abbreviated schedule. Some kids were in school some days, then they were hybrid, some were virtual. And Mm -hmm. what we heard from all of our school district partners is that the children were going through so much trauma and majority of the trauma that they were experiencing was that they were separated from their friends, right? They no longer had that opportunity just to play and hang out and learn like all of us did, you know, playing in the backyard, right? And uh, so what we did is we started two different programs, our mental health program called SHE, which is Strong, Healthy and Empowered is a mental health program for teenage girls that we offer uh, down in the Cedarburg area and right there in the Port Washington Sockville School District. We have some amazing sponsors from the community that help to underwrite these programs. They are free for the young girls who are participating in them. They meet twice a month um, for about two hours and they talk about everything from coping to resiliency to um, we We train them in CPR and first aid. We give them self-defense. We talk about cyberbullying. I mean, all of those topics that, you know, really no one should have to face. But um, obviously, you know, Cheyenne, I mean, they're just Mm -hmm. great leaders of these young girls who are really trying to uh, navigate life as a teenager. So that's that's the one side. 
um, and that serves a great purpose. The second program is what we call our second step out of school time program. So in all of our after school programs throughout Ozaki County, we actually implement a program that is a evidence-based mental health program. All of our school district partners also already offer this program during the school day. We have an out of school time program that we complement their program after school. So. I was at Westlawn the other day, Westlawn Elementary School, and we put the program into place and it takes about five to ten minutes and it's typically games and things that children don't even realize they're learning, right? How to be right. nice to their friends, how to share, um, different things that really help them to navigate how to be a good friend. And these programs are incorporated right into our program so you don't have to sign up for it separately and uh, we're really proud of that work. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about volunteerism, because it's, my, again, my opinion that if there is a YMCA in your in your area, there are probably a ton of volunteers. And if there are a ton of volunteers, it's probably a pretty good area to live because, again, the area is filled with people that are giving back to the community. So talk to me about um, how important volunteerism is for for the Y. Yeah, so we have several different layers. So I'm going to talk about the governance because that's the most important one. Um, so we have a board of directors, 28 board of directors. Uh, just about half of them are from Ozaki County and the other half are from Washington County. Okay. We serve both areas and we go through a demographic study and we identify people who have expertise in all different areas, everything from a banker to a real estate uh, to someone who works in the um, industry like Charter Steel. Um, and we want to make sure that we're represented across all different lines because their their staff and uh, are our members and they're our program participants. We want to make sure we're listening to them. So um, that governance board is a three-year term where they serve on our board that typically yeah. meets every other month and then our committees meet on the opposite month. And that's critical for us to be able to do the work. And that's who I take my direction from daily. And then our program volunteers are the next level that are really the front line, right? These mm -hmm. are the people that help us uh, deliver programs in the community, our youth sports programs, um, anything you can think of like our Healthy Kids Day, um, our fundraising events like our golf outing, um, our sporting clay shoot that we're going to have in the fall. We have people that help out on the golf course and help with these activities, and we have people who help to fundraise money for the community and our scholarship program. So there's multiple ways for people to get involved, and all they have to do is just contact Matt. Matt is our branch director at the Fife location, and we'd be happy to uh, give them some opportunities to participate. Have a house to sell, but not sure who to trust when it comes to getting the best deal and leveraging the current market? Trust the experts at the Tom Didier team. With over a quarter century of selling Milwaukee, Tom and his team of real estate experts are here to ensure that you get every penny you deserve out of selling your home. No matter where you live in the dairy state, Put one of Wisconsin's top real estate teams to work for you in selling your home and making the most of your real estate investment. Looking to buy a house instead? Tom and his team have you covered here as well, helping you craft and perfect the offer on your dream home. Visit SellingMilwaukee.com to find out how much your home could be worth and connect with the team to make your next real estate transaction a dream. Now, back to the show. So is it safe to say that your entire professional career has been around the YMCA? 
I would say yes. Uh, that's a very good summary. I had about four years where I was a parks and forestry director down in the city oh. of Lake Mills. And uh, that was a really interesting as well because we actually managed two beachfront operations down there and a cemetery and, uh, and then the whole arborist uh, tree program that we had. And it's funny how all of these experiences really feed up to what you're doing no matter what your career is. I would lump it into yeah. recreation as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I did not know you were with the Department of Forestry, but that makes some sense. Yeah. yeah, I, I uh, talk about that in a, another podcast. I believe it's with Jeff Hoffman. We talk about people migrating to Wisconsin and what brings people to Wisconsin. Guys like you and me, I believe, think we are pretty fortunate to have four distinct seasons in Wisconsin and with a pretty unbelievable um, opportunity for recreation. Well, I mean, we've got a lot of opportunities here. I should uh, I should mention that, you know, my mentors, as far as the YMCA go, I wouldn't be here interviewing you today if I didn't have the experience with Keelan and Jennifer. Before, before you and Aaron came into the picture, I was volunteering on a board where Keelan was the um, branch director, and then Jennifer came on um, after Keelan got promoted and moved out of state. But they were both huge in terms of making me aware of the difference between time, treasure, and talent. And that's one thing, too. I tell people, hey, to, to make an impact, you don't have to have a ton of money or a ton of treasure. You can have either time or talent. You just really need one of those things to make a difference. And Yeah, I would just add to that is Keelan is a high-level executive down in St. Louis and has achieved a ton. She is a very well-respected professional. And I got to work with Jennifer just a small amount of time, but she did a wonderful job. And I know she's yep. a fundraising champion as she well is. in Ozaki County. So yeah, she's her done professional career is still 100% revolves around nonprofits and making an impact. So she's still doing that. Um, all right, let's uh, talk about, if you have one, now this is kind of on the spot, but can you talk to me about your biggest failure professionally and how you learned from it? Yeah, I, I know which one mine is, and this is the one that really turned uh, me around as a professional is when COVID hit. Um, on March 17th, it was around my anniversary in 2020, um, we literally got the call that, you know, the state was going to be closed down and um, we closed on that. I believe it was a Tuesday and on Monday we were back open providing essential child care. But the reality is that all of our income basically got shut off. Mm -hmm. And so without a doubt, my biggest failure, Tom, is that we went from 904 employees down to 47 in a week and wow. um, it just kills me to tell you that but um, you know as a very humbling experience yeah. um, it was nothing personal right I know that the staff did not see it that way um, and and I don't know what else I could have done looking back I will tell you that one of the key things that helped the Y during that time was the PPP loans mm -hmm. and if you recall um, you could apply for those PPP loans and initially they said that you had to utilize that pay to rehire your staff in an eight-week period and help to pay for them so what do you think I did I called all 900 staff back and I said can you come back to work because yeah. I need to pay you because that's the only way that we get the money well, unfortunately, if you also recall at that time, unemployment had stepped in and was paying a pretty significant uptick if someone was unemployed. Well, that compounded the issue because if I called someone like you back to work, Tom, and you said, yeah. hey, Rob, I'm going to stay unemployed, 
unemployment contacts me, I have to tell them I offered them their job back. Now they don't get their unemployment. So it was just a vicious cycle. Uh, PPP actually changed their rules and had a longer time frame. I think it was even almost double, about 16 weeks. Um, so we let the staff go. We rehired the staff. PPP money ran out. The country wasn't back open. We laid the staff off again and we got another PPP loan. We rehired the staff. At that time, Tom, anyone who yeah. was committed to the Y had been through it twice and basically we had to start over. And, and really that's the hardest part that we've had to rebuild over the last couple of years is just the trust in yeah. that we're here for our staff team. We're all part of it together and and, and we're doing great, but um, that was definitely my biggest failure and something I would never want to go through again. Yeah, and well, and I would say that that's not your biggest failure. It's your biggest challenge you've experienced to date, but it's not certainly not a personal or professional failure. It is what it is. It's a it's a learning experience. I mean, those numbers are staggering. You went from nine hundred staff to forty seven, which is it's staggering to think about. But yeah, um, we got through it, right? Again, especially for the people that think the YMCA is a gym and swim. But just my notes from this podcast, um, we've got chronic disease, we've got diabetes prevention, we've got Livestrong around cancer, we've got child care, mental health, we've got swimming facilities, obviously, which is related to water safety. We've got the traditional workout facilities, we've got basketball courts, we've got youth sports, we've got programs for senior citizens, and I'm sure I've missed some. So <laughs> out of that list, I just read you 12. Uh, what did I not hit on that the YMCA offers? Well, I think you hit on all of it, and I wanted to share a story with you, Tom, so I think this might be the appropriate time, is that um, one of our board members is the president of a hospital system locally, and when he came into town to interview for his position, they took him to the hospital, right? Took the family yeah. to the hospital, showed him the beautiful facilities that we have throughout both counties, right? And um, first thing his wife said is, this is fine and dandy, but what are the kids going to do? So what did they do? They went down to the YMCA. Cool. And he, he told me specifically that it closed the deal that he was going to move from out east to the state of Wisconsin to Washington and Ozaki County specifically because of the YMCA and a place for his kids to go and to be able to enjoy themselves. So mm -hmm. you talked about all those things, seniors, kids. I mean, we, we serve from cradle to grave. We kind of joke about that, but we did have a 101-year-old member of the YMCA. So, I mean, that's unbelievable. And we start at six weeks of age for anyone who wants to participate in our child care program. So, I mean, um, we do cover that whole gamut, but the real estate component, I it's the first thing I did too when I came over here yeah. is what did I say? I need to know that there's a hospital locally. Right. I knew I need to know that the school district has their stuff together so that my children are going to get a real good quality. Obviously, the YMCA, if it wasn't a great facility and great opportunity for my young children who were under the age of six when we came here, um, we wouldn't have moved to the community either. And I think the underlying tone with all of that is its connectedness, right? You walk in yeah. the door to the YMCA to play hoops today. You don't know if the person is a millionaire or mm -hmm. if they're on our scholarship program that right. um, we're helping them out, right? And you don't know what religion they are. You don't know their ethnicity, their right. background, anything like that. And the Y is open to everyone and everyone comes together. And truthfully, mm -hmm. it's like a safe place for people to be. And that's a, that's an you know, not necessarily a known commodity in a lot of right. places that you go to. 
Yep. And again, that was huge for me. I had no idea that I had been going in that building for 10 years and I had no idea that some people paid, you know, the fee and some people were on scholarship, but, um, you kind of hit it on the head. You really don't. And it, that's, what's cool about it is you don't know. Um, you don't know who you're swimming with, who you're working out with, who you're playing hoops with. It's just everyone, everyone's included. And I think that's, that's what makes it, well, that's what makes it the why for sure. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. If Rob Johnson can go back and you get five minutes with 18 year old Rob Johnson right now, what are you going to tell 18 year old Rob Johnson right now? I'm going to tell them to listen to their parents because their parents do truly know more than uh, you think they do. Um, And I'm going to tell that child to get involved. It took me until probably age 24 when I said, okay, I need to get as much experience in life as I can. One, for my career, because I wanted to rise to a higher level administrative position, but also because I just love life and I want to know stuff and I want to go out and I want to meet people and I want to learn about, um, you know, opportunities out there. So get involved, right? I mean, it's one thing to volunteer and meet your hours, um, you know, whether you're an honor student or, you know, um, there's so many ways to get involved at the school level, but go out to your community and get involved, right? Come to the YMCA, come to a senior activity center or you know, fish days is coming up, right? It's back yeah, on the docket, right? They could back. come down and they could volunteer. What a better way to give back to the community than go down there and help raise some money for the community. And in right. a fun place, you're going to see all your friends down there anyway. And you right. get to interact with all different generations too. We have tons of free events that we offer at the YMCA throughout the course of the year. But like you said, our fu- major fundraising events are coming up. On June 19th, we're going back to the BOG, a wonderful partner of the YMCA, and we are going to have the Shirley Flack Tee Up for Kids uh, golf outing. This event raises a significant amount of money for us in one day, and if people are interested in participating, we would love to have them either as a sponsor, a whole sponsor, or a golfer at the event. And then in September, we have a new event that we are really proud to host, and we are going to have a sport shooting clay shooting event and uh, details are being worked out on that but uh, we thought that this would be a great opportunity to really involve more people in the YMCA you know golfers traditionally kind of are you know set in that golfing is their thing but as you and I talked about we're both outdoorsmen and we thought you know this might be a way to pull in a different group of people that might want to support the YMCA doing something fun so we're going to be up at uh the uh, Sportsman's Club in uh, Ozaki County, and uh, okay. looking forward to more details on that to get more people involved. All right, cool. Yeah, looking very forward to that new type of fundraiser. Like you said, there's golf outings everywhere, but this will be a. This, I think this will be the first sports shoot that I'll attend where we're actually raising money for the community. So that's great. With that being said, Rob, we'll uh, get towards the end of the show here. I think we're we're about wrapped up. I I truly hope that the listeners learn something um, about the YMCA again. Uh, my story was that I never knew the YMCA was a nonprofit, and I didn't know that the YMCA helped everyone and was available to everyone. And I didn't know the YMCA could go as far as actually making an impact in a community. I thought it was a gym where you pay your money and you go work out. Not at all. So I hope the listeners get something out of that. Um, thanks for all of your service, Rob. You've been with the Y for quite some time, and I hope the, I think the Y has been lucky to have you, and I, I hope you stick around for a long time. 
Oh, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. And I'll tell you, it's great volunteers like yourself, right? At the end of the day, you guys are my are really the direction I take and we want to make sure we're doing a great job. And so hearing feedback from, you know, anyone who's listening to this podcast, give me a call. Let me know if there's something we could be doing better at the YMCA. We want to hear about it. But if you want to get involved and help make change yourself, we'll also take your help. Okay. Well, my closing line is always remember to use a local lender. I'm going to divert for today and make a special closing. My closing for today is always use your local YMCA. You won't regret it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Home Selling Hero. For more, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with Tom across LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have a question about selling your home or buying your next one, reach out to Tom at tom at tomdidier.com or call or text him directly at 414-881-3290. Home Selling Hero is a production of Tom Didier Real Estate in partnership with Westport Studios. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and any information presented during the course of discussion is presented as reliable under the laws of the state of Wisconsin. Be sure to consult a local agent in order for any nuances where you may live.